actually, this is as real as it gets. Hey, this is Marcia Prince, IFBB Bikini Pro and Guest Berry Nutrition Spokesmodel, and you are listening to the UCW Radio Show, In Your Face. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio, In Your Face. Welcome to the UCW Radio Show. We have another great guest uh, waiting uh, to come on the show today. She's a comedian, actually a stand-up comedian. She's an actress, writer, host. She's been on numerous uh, sitcoms. She uh, made guest appearances on a lot. She's been on several films. She's toured all over the place. And she's making people laugh coast to coast, continent to continent. You know, um, she's also an animal lover. And you're going to find out more about that when we bring her on because I'm going to lead into that because I think uh, you're going to want to you're going to want to hear her story and learn more about what she's done with animals uh, and, and whatnot. But anyway, uh, she's on hold. So without further ado, let's bring on Rebecca Corey. Rebecca, welcome to the UCW Radio Show. Thank you for having me. Oh, you got it. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, I'm happy yeah. to have you. <laughs> well, I I hope so. I think I can live up to it. We'll see. I, I think <laughs> it, I think you can, and I and I don't think I would say otherwise because you you scared me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we got that out. Yeah, we we got we got, yeah, out we that, got that out. You got that out yeah. of the way, yeah, for sure. But I know That's how hilarious. you I know how you roll. Um, yeah, yeah, but I wanted our listeners to, I mean, look, you, you've done a lot of things and, and I don't want to come at you with canned questions and cookie cutter stuff because it's not going to work here. You know, you've done a lot of things, you know, from, from CBS, Fox, King of Queens, Wayne Brady show, so on and so forth. You have a lot, you have, you have a, you have a lot of stuff, uh, that you, uh, been through and you've done and a lot of stuff on your plate so maybe i'll just let you just just tell us a little bit about what you're doing what you what you what you've been doing and what you what you have going on well i'm uh you know i mean i'm i'm always touring and doing stand-up so i'm always doing that because i i love stand-up comedy i'll probably do it until i die and uh, I'd love to be at that last show, too. I'm sure that's going to be really... <laughs> I can't wait to see what I'm saying when I'm 80. Um, but uh, I've been doing stand-up touring around the country, uh, traveling uh, with my Pitbull Angel, which is always a huge part of my life. And I've um, been auditioning, and uh, I have a new uh, comedy album coming out May 29th that'll be available on... Uh, iTunes and Amazon at the end of summer it will be in stores like in Best Buy and Walmart stuff like that. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. That CD is called uh, My Story, and um, so I'm I'm headlining this weekend at the John Lovitz Comedy Club to for my record release performance, and uh, developing an animated series based on a podcast that I do with my friend. Named jo- uh, Joanna Stein is called Two Manly Ladies, and uh, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's really fun. I love that. So um, we have a great animator out of Dallas who's um, animating it with us. So we're we're going at that at a few different angles, and um, and that's about it. You know, I did stand up at the Improv last night. I- Angel wants to be a part of this interview, well, obviously. Angel's a part of it. She's a part of everything you do. That I know. I, for know, I know she is. She is. Yeah. And then I'm, you know, I'm going up to Seattle in a, in a couple weeks to, uh, hey, Mrs., stop it. I'm going up to Seattle to um, kick off Petapalooza up there. I'm going to nice. do a show. And then, um, you know, I'm in November 4th is going to be another stand-up for Pitts that I'm producing at the Hollywood Improv here. And, uh you know, just laugh, just always moving, always shaking, writing, and all of that. Well, you know. But you're from Seattle originally, right? I am. Well, I'm not from Seattle proper. I'm from outside of Seattle, a little town called Kent, which is like just 
just white trash, you know, pregnant teens and like El Caminos. <laughs> well, why don't you, you tell? Know, why don't you tell us like it? Like, tell us exactly what it's like. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You pull into Kent and you get a soft aroma of hot dog water. Okay. <laughs> so that's what it smells like: hot dog water and bad perfume. <laughs> uh, I th- all right. Well, bad perfume we can do without. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but so, uh, well, I uh, so I, I was there. Then I was in Chicago for ten years, but now I've been in LA for like almost a little over twelve. So I love LA. This is my home, and uh, and you know, I met you doing the going to the pit. The Pitbull yeah. anti-dog fighting event. Yeah, yeah. When's the next one of those? I have no clue. I have no clue. Yeah. I, I have to find out. But you know, with the stuff that you're doing uh, for Pits, you know, uh, anything that, that we can do to be a part of it, uh, just say the word, and then we'll. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll do whatever I can do to help. You know that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I do know that, and I, I, you know, we'll call on you in in November. Um, I was really excited this year for my birthday on Facebook. I made my wish um, that my, you know, my birthday wish to raise a thousand dollars for Angel City Pits, which is a little tiny rescue here that does a lot of good stuff with pits. And we raised like fourteen hundred bucks. It was amazing. Nice. So uh, yeah, I love. You know, I'm just as passionate about that as I am about you know doing stuff in the entertainment industry. Well, those are your two loves, you know. Uh, I mean, you love entertaining people, and you love your little misses there. That uh, I mean, this, you have a story with, with Angel, and maybe uh, our listeners would like to hear that one. Well, Angel was, um, yeah, she's she's like the most unbelievable thing that has ever happened to me. I have to say, and uh, just like a, just a blessing. She. Um, I had had a German Shepherd. This is going back like uh, it's probably been seven years, six years now. Yeah, uh, wow, seven years ago. And uh, she passed away suddenly. She was eleven and a half, and she had a her spleen burst, and she passed away. It was devastating. Hmm. And I had I had another dog too, a Dogo Argentino, massive, two huge dogs, and uh, he was only a he was only a puppy, like two years old when when my German Shepherd Samson passed away, and. Uh, I was devastated at her loss, obviously, and then a year later he got kidney failure and he died at four, and mm. I was a disaster. Like I tried to keep him alive as, as long as I could, but it was just awful, and it was you know as gut wrenching as it comes, and one of the most horrific experiences I've ever had to go through is making that decision, and and you know sort of it's just such an unnatural thing to play god to anything like when is it the day that it's going to happen you know it's just crazy so went through that and i was you know i was like you know i'm never getting another dog again because i just cannot deal with the pain of it it's just so yeah. brutal the loss and um so about 3 weeks went by and it was just like the weirdest thing ever cuz i'd been without a dog you know, I'd never been without a dog, actually, for, you know, for years and years since I was 20 years old. So it was just so weird. I just felt like so life just felt so weird and, and unbalanced. And I just didn't have, like, any focus. I was just so depressed and so horrified. So obviously I find myself on Pet Finder. And I didn't really know much about pit bulls at all other than, you know, I had been a Mastiff owner. And everyone always said that he would look like a pit bull, even though he didn't. But, um... You know, my dog, Walter, he didn't look like a pit. He looked like a double Argentino, big giant head and, you know, over 100 pounds. But people were always like, is that a pit bull? And I didn't really know much about pits. I hadn't even really heard the horror stories, if you can believe it. So um, I was online on Pet Finder, and I read Angel's story. And her story was that she was found running in South Central Los Angeles, the male pit. And half of his face and a big chunk of his side was missing. Wow. Um, obviously, he had been fought. And she had, her ears had been removed with either what appeared to be scissors or, uh, you know, razor blades. And uh, so they were uneven and scabbed up and badly mutilated. And then someone had also dumped battery acid or some sort of acid down her back. So she had no hair on her back and her back was this giant open wound. She had a broken tail, and she had just had puppies. Oh. And she was running with the male. 
Now, when the South Central Animal Shelter, this is like a crazy story. I hope you have time for it. But oh. This is like crazy. When, when the shelter got the word to go pick up the male dog, I guess someone had called and said this, reported the male dog. They showed up. They found him, and Angel was with him. Mm-hmm. And at the time, her her name was Gina, not Angel. We'll get to that. So the the uh, South South LA shelter picked him up, brought them both into um, the South LA shelter, which is one of the highest kill shelters in the United States. And um, the male passed away in surgery. He did not make it. Oh, wow. And Angel, yeah, and Angel did, but she was considered a leave alone. And what they that means is that when a dog comes in that's in that condition that has clearly been obviously, you know, she was not a puppy either. I would say probably anywhere from three to five years old. They they leave them alone in the in a cage because they're not sure how they're going to respond to other dogs. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously she was used as a bait dog or you know, she tortured and mutilated. So they were just uh, she was a leave alone. Well. After about three days, and she never got up. She just laid down. She was, like, broken. There was this woman who works at the shelter. Her name is Tamika Johnson, and she will forever be my hero. She saw in Angel's face that, like, there was no reason for her to be a leave alone, that she had no, she had no violence, like, no aggression. She, had, she was just a broken soul. So Tamika would go in there every day, crawl into the cage, and clean her back, and have, and hand feed her because Angel would not stand up. She was just so devastated, you know, like exhausted and malnourished and just broken. Mm-hmm. Tamika started hand feeding her. A couple weeks go by, Angel starts healing a little bit and kind of starts responding. <laughs> She's staring at me now. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> saying this. Um, She's like, why are you so, talking about me now, Mama? <laughs> yeah, she's like, why, why are you saying my story, Mom? <laughs> so I know, Angel, I know, it's a big deal. She's looking at me so intently like she knows what I'm saying. So pretty soon the rest of the staff fell in Yes, I know. Pretty soon the rest of the staff fell in love with Angel, of course. Mm-hmm. And they all started going in. Every time I say her name, she wants to speak. So they all started going in and taking turns feeding her. And then they started taking her out of the cage and walking her around and bringing her up to different cages and noticing that she didn't do anything aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like, they brought her up to cats, they brought her up to other dogs, and she didn't do anything. She just wagged her tail. So then she became the staff favorite, and they kept her there for two months, which is unheard of. They got her on antibiotics, and, you know, they, they were cleaning her back and applying ointment or whatever. She was healing up pretty well. And, and then they just, of course, as L.A. does, ran out of room. So... Tamika Johnson every day was posting out to local rescue saying, please come in and get this dog. She cannot. She's, she's got no aggression. She's amazing. She loves people. She loves dogs. She loves cats. She loves everyone. Please come and get her out of here. You know, she's only known pain in her whole life. She needs a chance at a, a, to know love. She just can't live this life and then die in here. She needs to be pulled no one could do it because all the rescues in L.A. are so full, and, mm-hmm. of course, the shelters are so full, and no one could pull her. And on the very last day, she was red-listed. She was set to be put down, and her name was Gina. As I said, that's what Tanika had named her. Um, they, she sent out a, an urgent post, one last-ditch effort, saying, this dog is so beautiful and so lovely and amazing, and she will, we will lose her today at the end of the day if someone can't come and get her. And this girl who owned a little tiny rescue here didn't own it. She just worked for it. There's only like two volunteers. They only have like four dogs. And she saw that the dog's name was Gina and her name was Gina. So she was like, oh, forget it, and drove down there and got her. And she got her um, uh, pulled from the shelter, and then some, some woman was fostering her that had a bunch of other dogs. And couldn't really do it for a very long time, but she just was like, oh, we just got to get this dog out of there because the story just killed her, you know. It was just such a constant thing. And um, and Angel was in foster care for like a month and then blew out one of her knees. Oh, wow. So she had to have a knee replacement surgery, and that was a, a TPLO, and that was like a, a you know, a $5,000 surgery. And this rescue is really short of funds, and they were like, oh, my gosh. And then she was – then then she was – um that the knee started, like, not healing right or whatever. And then that's when they posted her story. And and that was three weeks after the time that that I had lost my dog, Walter. And I read this story about how this 
about Angel. I actually contacted the rescue about this blue male that looked really similar to my Dogo. I mean, he was just big-headed and stuff like that, just a big old oafy kind of dog. And they said he'd been adopted, but that they had this other dog named Angel. And they forwarded me your story, and I read it and was like, all right, look, I will foster. That's all I can do because I just lost my dog and thousands of dollars to keep him alive, and it was just not worth it for him or me. It was just horrible. I can't. I don't want to take on another, you know, medical case, and I certainly don't want to take on a dog permanently. And they were like, well, she just needs a place to stay, you know, just where there's no other dogs or kids, where it could be quiet. She just has to heal, and she's she just had her knee replaced, and she keeps running on it, and it's not healing, and she's limping really bad. And I said, all right, I'll meet her. So they brought her over, and I, you know, looked at her and was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like you know bells and whistles and all that. I, it was just sort of like, yeah, all right. Because it was just it was just so I was so instilled so much pain and whatever. And here's this limping dog that's like afraid of every sound that rolls on her back and like you know hardly walks with her head up. I'm like, all right, well, fine. I'll you can leave her here and that's it. And they're like, well, would you help take her to the vet? I was like, no, no way. I can't take on another medical dog. I just went through hell. I can't do that. But, you know, I will provide her a really great place to heal, and I will feed her and do everything I have to do. And they were like, all right, well, cut to about two weeks later. Of course, I'm now taking her everywhere to the vet Mm -hmm. and not thrilled about it, but I'm like, I haven't. They suckered me in, as they do, which they're always (laughs) shorthanded, so God bless them. I'm taking her to the vet, and and then I'm like, man, this is just, this is, like, turning out to be another nightmare. But I'm like, you know, I love her. She's fine, but she just is, like, mopey, and she cried the first whole day. I had her staring out the window when they dropped her off, and I was like, you know what? I looked at her at one point, and I was like, you know what? You don't, you shouldn't be crying, okay? So you should reel it in a little bit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky, you know, we're all, we're all not doing so great here. So let's just... So about three weeks go by, and they call me, and they say a family is interested in seeing her. And I was like, really? Because she'd been up for adoption now at this point. It had been like months, like eight months or something Mm -hmm. like that. I can't remember. I'm getting the timelines all screwed up. But I know that she'd been available. They had taken her to adoption for months, and no one would even touch her because they thought she looked scary, which is hilarious to me now. So. They, uh, as I as I came to pick her up and they were walking her out of my building, I kind of, like, looked at her from behind as she was walking away, and I got this sick feeling of, like, wait a minute, where are you going? Like, this is crazy. So I just was really uneasy the whole time she was gone, and then when they came back, they were like, oh, the, the wife of the family doesn't, you know, doesn't want a pit bull. I went, <laughs> great, she's mine. So I ended up adopting her, and I, I said, you know, the only stipulation I have is, like, if, if, if her other knee, because the doctors were saying her other knee is probably going to go out, too, because she's endured so much violence, you know, kicking and fighting. Who knows what's happening happened to her. Right. I said, if her other knee goes, you guys got to step up to the plate. we got to get a grant or do something to help her, because I, don't, I can't take this on again. And they were like, no problem, no problem. Cut to six months later. Her knee blows, and they're nowhere to be found. No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. They're nowhere to be found, and they're like, too bad, so sad. That's your dog. I was like, okay, here we go. So I um, you know, had a benefit. We raised money for her, and then she got cancer. And she's since then had cancer four times and still is battling it. She's had eight, she ended up having eight surgeries in, well, I've had her for almost four years. In July, it'll be four years, so... She's had eight surgeries since I've had her. But i got to tell you, she is a complete testament. Like a, She's she's just like a an amazing ambassador for the breed. And I got her certified as a therapy dog. She travels all over the country with me. Nice. She has changed the way that people view the breed and the way that that people, I mean, she just changes the way that the stereotypes, the horrible stereotypes about pit bulls by just simply being who she is. And she was, since then, she's been on, you know, we've done tons of TV shows and we were featured in Fido Friendly Magazine. They did a three-page huge spread on our whole story. And um, she's just been an inspiration. She's inspired people to adopt pit bulls. She's, you know, 
I just can't. It's hard. It's hard to put into words how amazing her life and her story really is. And I'm. I just feel so lucky to have her. I mean, you know, people are always like, "Well, so glad you you saved her," you know. And it's sort of like, well, I'm I'm pretty sure if you broke it down, you know, it's pretty obvious she saved me. There's no question about it. Mm. So, you know, that's that's the story. That's why I always tell people, you know what. Always get the one that you think that, you know, the cute little floppy-eared ones, they're, look, they're all amazing. I, if I could have a million dogs, I would, but mm-hmm. sometimes those dogs that, that don't really have a chance or get a chance, they're sometimes the best ones, you know? Yeah, no, I, I do know that. I mean, I had, uh, and you know, like with Pitts, I've, I've had three of them myself, and they are the greatest dogs that, that I've come across. You know, they, they're there for you, and... Actually, my 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 pits cracked me up, but uh, I know I know they're, they're funny because just the, the, the just the eye movement uh, when, when they're annoyed with you, like yeah, and then you see that rolling of the eyes and the eyebrow goes up like the rock. It's like you know, really seriously. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if Angel could talk, I would be scared as to what she had to say. I really would. She <laughs> she would probably do stand up. <laughs> yeah, she actually probably would. It's hilarious. I'm doing my, I'm headlining, like I said, this weekend, and she's coming to the show. She's on the cover of my album and on the inside, obviously. And um, she's coming to the show this weekend. She's so, she's seen me do stand up before. She's actually been in the audience, and it is hilarious. Like she hears my voice on the on the microphone, and she like howls a couple times because she just is like, what? And then she sits completely, in, like, completely intently staring at me. And then when I'm done, she starts howling again. It's hilarious. So I'm so excited for the show this weekend. She's going to love it, too. Oh, I'm sure she, she is. Was, she's your number oh, one fan. I know that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Either that or she's like, get a job, bitch. Could you please get out of the... <laughs> yeah, but I, I but, think... Well, this- I think this is what it, I want to tell you. Yeah. I got to tell you this, though, before I forget. This is what's crazy, okay? Go ahead. So a year after I adopt Angel, this is what's so crazy. I'm sitting up. I'm having lunch outside at the Sunset Lemley up on Sunset Boulevard. And we're sitting outside, and this woman walks by, and she stares at me really, really hard, and she's staring at Angel really, really hard. And I was like, you know, the hair goes up on my back. I always tell people, you don't need to worry about my pimple. You need to worry about me. Okay? Right. I'm your problem, not my dog. So I was like, I was getting ready to say, oh, what, you know, just, I was waiting for her to say something ignorant about pimples, and then I was going to go on my spiel about how she should read a book and pull it together. And she's just sitting there, and, she, and she's like staring and staring, and I, and I was like, you know, can I help you? And she's like, is that Gina? This is crazy. This story is crazy. Oh, wow. And I know. This is crazy. And I go, yes, it was Gina. It's now Angel. But, and I didn't name Angel Angel. It was the rescue named Angel Angel. But I said, uh, yes, she was Gina. How do you, how would you possibly know that? And she goes, I was a volunteer at the LA, at the, the, the LA shelter when she came in at the South Central Shelter. And I go, I said, are you, are you kidding me? And she's like, no. I was there the day they brought her in, and I worked there with her and everything throughout the whole time she was there. And I said, do you know Tamika Johnson? And she's like, yeah, she's my best friend. Because I always saw Tamika Johnson's name on all the posts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And she was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe this. I cannot believe this. And I was like, oh, we were freaking out. And she goes, I'm calling Tamika right now. You have to talk to her. She will freak out. She always wondered what happened to her. And I was like, oh, my God. She calls Tamika. I, I, I'm like, Tamika, my name is Rebecca Corey, and I'm, you know, I own Angel, previously known as Gina. I can't believe it. She starts bawling. I start bawling. The other girl starts bawling. We're all just like, this is crazy. And Tamika was just like, I, I cannot tell you what it means to me to know that she was saved and that she's living the life that she's living. I, I can't believe it. And she like gave me her email address. I sent her tons of pictures of Angel. Angel, we're friends on Facebook. And now Angel, um, you know, is 
is on their on their wall of success stories. Nice. And just crazy. Is that crazy that, or that, what? That, that is crazy. I'm going to give kudos to Tamika Johnson. You know, if, if there are more people out there um, helping animals the way she yeah. has and having that heart, um, yeah, I, I think a lot a lot more animals would you know find the right homes and uh, have, have, a, have, have a shot. You know, you just got to care a little bit. I, I had, uh, I don't know if you, you're familiar with Krista Rose, but he, I had him mm-hmm. on, yeah, he, he did some work with Cesar Milan. He has a uh, last chance for animals and the, okay. yeah, and the, in, in uh, LA and the stories that I heard from him, you know, as far as the, the puppy mills, cause he put a big battle trying to, you know, get rid of those things. And the yeah. stories I heard from him, it's like, wow, you know, but when you hear about someone like uh, Tamika Johnson and what she did and how yeah. how it wound up, you know, in your lap, it's just uh, just amazing. I think that that's great stuff. That's really great stuff. Yeah, it's, it is. It's proof that, like, you know, that woman's one woman's effort has now spun into a angel story being televised nationally is is. It has inspired uh, several of my own friends to adopt pit bulls. Has inspired Stand Up for Pits, which has raised thousands of bucks for pit bulls. Which is it's all inspired by Angel, but ultimately started with Tamika. So it's like I wish people did realize that those efforts are not in vain. That one woman has probably, consequently, because she took the, those because she took those two months with Angel, and and, and fought for her to have a chance. She has probably saved hundreds more. Yeah. Because those those ones that were not, you know, that are getting pulled from the shelter, they're getting spayed, they're fixed, they're going to homes. Mm-hmm. I myself have saved some. Friends of mine have saved some. You know, it's like really, really cool. She is no doubt my hero. That's I don't know how she goes to work every day and sees what she sees. No, I mean it's tough, and I've been to those shelters and. Just to to deal with you know life and death on on a daily basis, uh, I mean that that's a mind screw without a doubt. So she has to be a very yeah. strong person to deal to deal with it, you know. But then there are a lot of you know there there are a lot of Tamika Johnsons out there. Their stories yeah. just aren't told, you know. So maybe you this know, will spark something. Well, do you know one one thing? I'm really I'm really um, kind of bewildered by is the fact that there always seems to be when it comes to animal rescue i myself only know about two men and and the rest are all women and i was wondering what it what has been your experience in that and like do you kind of notice that too that like and it bums me out kind of because i feel like men you know men are are they're no more influential than women but i mean when a man is standing up for an animal, in some ways, I find, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I don't, I don't believe that, the, that whoever did that to Angel was a woman. It could have been. I doubt but it. My, I, I doubt I it. I doubt it. Yeah, but you I know what, but man, man, woman, or whatever it is, uh, and I'm going to speak real frankly about it, that whoever did that to her is really a piece of shit. And that's what it comes yeah, down to. Yeah, yeah, a, a piece of shit, a sociopath. It's a broken human being who obviously is not is missing a lot in their life too. But but my point is is like, if more men stood up about the ethical treatment of animals and and more men got involved, their their influence on other young men that might consider doing this to animals, I think, would be far more effective mm-hmm. than, than them just blowing off weepy women, quote-unquote. Yeah. You know, oh, we just, these weepy women just, you know, they're just bleeding hearts. No, this is a social issue. You know, mm. you're, you, you mutilate an animal? I'm sorry, I believe you have the ability to mutilate a person, to steal, to rob. You, you, you're not right. No, There's something you, missing. And, and I, I agree with you. That's why I mentioned Chris Rose because... You know, a guy like that has been put in prison and everything for what he does, standing up for the animals. He fights for the animals. He has gone to jail for the animals. And if anyone, you know, again, he was on Cesar Milan's show, The Dog Whisperer, and if, if anybody has, knows his story 
And if you're especially a male, you would get inspired to do the same and follow suit. Yeah, I hate to do this in mid-thought, but we have to take a quick break. We're going to be back and, you know, continue uh, where we left off. Hey, you want to see something cool? Check this out. My name's Anitra, and I'm going to rock your world. Wow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Wow. Oh, my God. Along with my boys, Mikey and Joey. I need the Shalawa Brothers we're knocking down walls and taking names. The brothers actually get something done. And everyone gets to play. Oh! Progress is slow. We should be finished by Christmas. Girls with power tools, roll. We're not just bringing back the den, baby. We're making mega dens that'll blow you oh, away. Wow. What are you doing? Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> that is cool. You want some of this? Facial recognition, motion activating. They're gonna wet their pants. This may be the coolest room I have ever seen. Because life is too short to live without a mega dad. You know, sometimes, man, we we get so wrapped up and busy to notice what's going on around us, what's going on in our world, in our communities, in our own backyards. It's crazy, y'all. Check it out. She was five years old, sold into slavery. Her mother gave her up and traded it to make a fee. And she was forced to service up to 30 men a day. And when I see the world, I'm seeing it's my daughter's face. Could it be that we so busy that we pass it by? And never stop to take a look up in a child's eyes. The hopelessness and brokenness. Shed tears as I thought about and wrote to this. Man, but it's the hope for this. It's all around the world. It's estimated 27 million boys and girls. Oh, I don't want to be the Pharisee and Lutein. Just passing by, help me be like the Samaritan. I want to care for them, lift them up, extend a hand. And let them know about you, Lord, and how you got a plan. And let them know about your hope and love. And let them know that there's a way out if they won't give up. Listen, help us, Lord. I don't want to pass and see another child caught in traffic. So I ask you, please, does anybody hear? Does anybody see? Can anybody help? Can anybody please help us, Lord? I don't want to pass and see another child calling traffic. So I ask him, please, does anybody hear? Does anybody see? Can anybody help? Can anybody please? 16, and from a poor family, travel looking for work to better herself financially. A little tired, so she headed back up to her room. Without the knowledge of the evil that would happen soon, they headed the room. Dressed up like officers, beating and fighting and stripping the clothes up off of her. Bleeding and naked, they proceeded to rape her. She kept telling them no, they continued to take it, take it. And then they snatched her up and took her to a foreign land. And then they made her sell her body to a foreign man. And all the while they gave her drugs to keep her in a trance. She tried to kill herself to take away the pain she had. This is real, what ain't just happening to little girls. It's happening to little boys too around the world. I know it's hard to see so vivid and graphic. But these are the stories of children that's called a traffic. Another child caught in traffic, so I ask him, please, does anybody hear? Does anybody see? Can anybody help? Can anybody please help the slow? I don't want to pass and see. Another child caught in traffic, so I ask him, please, does anybody hear? Does anybody see? Can anybody help? Can anybody please? Now I ain't telling you these stories, trying to make you scared. I'm trying to speak to you the facts to make you all aware. So that you maybe care about that girl around the corner. It's happening right here from Florida to California. And we can come together, y'all, and really make a difference. If we just open up our eyes and see it is to listen. Another child missing every second we've been wasting. So we can look the other way or we can stand and face it. Can you hear these screams? Can you hear their cries? Can you see the hurt and pain coming from their eyes? Hearts are torn as young as at the age of four. But now imagine if the one they took away was yours. What can we do? I'm telling you, let's take a stand. And we can let the devil know that these are demands. You need to let them go. You need to let them go. Hope in the name of Jehovah, you need to let them go. Help us, Lord. I don't want to pass and see. Another child caught in traffic, so I ask him, please. Does anybody hear? Does anybody see? Can anybody help? Can anybody please? Help us, Lord. I don't want to pass and see. Another child caught in traffic, so I ask him, please. Does anybody hear? Does anybody see? Can anybody help? Can anybody please help? 
Okay, before we uh, we play the uh, the Tara London song "Chasing Rainbows," I just want to touch on a little something. Uh, there's an epidemic uh, going on uh, globally, and it involves child trafficking. I'm not going to really get too much into it, uh, but I, what I'd like you guys to do is to go to loveneverfailsworldcharity.org. They'll give you a whole host of information that you probably don't know about. Uh, it's a billion-dollar business, and it involves trafficking children into you know, modern-day slavery. Um, they have an event going on May 30th in L.A. where you're going to have Nick's star, uh, Jeremy Lin. Uh, he's going to be singing, believe it or not. He's going to perform in a musical, and he'll be donating all the proceeds to um, to Love Never Fails World Charity dot org. Okay, and this is to help stop uh, child sex trafficking. Uh, the musical is going to be at eight o'clock p.m. Pecost at the Zephyr Theater at seven four five six Melrose Avenue, Los Angeles, uh, California. And to get more information, just go to brownpapertickets.com. That's brownpapertickets.com. Uh, go there, look for the uh, the show starring Jeremy Lin, and you'll get uh, you'll be able to go see it. All right. Uh, again, for more information on that, just go to loveneverfailsworldcharity.org. That's loveneverfailsworldcharity.org. And all right, so now let's uh, head on to um, to Tara London and Chasing Rainbows. Sitting in a coffee bar, watching the world go by. She lights a cigarette, breathes it in. Starts to cry She holds on tightly To her suitcase Of memories Then she whispers softly This isn't how my life should be Don't go chasing rainbows Not all that glitters is Chasing rainbow. She said she'd been around the world a hundred times, seen a lot of things, good and bad, not worth a dime. Doesn't matter what you do, what you say, this world just keeps on spinning every hour of every day. Corey and let's uh, let me 
let's continue on with what we were talking about. Let me uh, let me try to get my thoughts in order for a second. You know, um, but yeah, you know, I, I think that if, um, you know, cause you, you look like with, with this Michael Vick situation that, that happened. Okay. You know, he's in the spotlight doing something like that kind of, you know, sends the wrong message to the youth and that's where it all begins. Yeah. That's where it begins. Yep. Yep. You know, um, so, 100%. yeah. And, and I, I agree with you that, you know, there has to be some type of change because look, you look at the dog like Angel and what she's been through. It's horrific. Mm-hmm. It's really horrific, you know. And it is. I want to hug that dog right now, but she's too far away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, what you're 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 right. You know, and I'll tell you, there's there are people who, um, you know, when when I'm when I tell them the story, you know, they they obviously see her. They obviously see her her back and they ask and that's a, it's a it's a normal question to ask what's happened and when i tell them you know many people start crying many people have it's, it's a very visceral reaction because the human being is one of us mm-hmm. you know we did that our you know we uh, up upright walking people did that to this animal and what she went through wasn't a, an isolated incident she had been endured years and years of torture mm-hmm. And for her to show nothing but love toward humanity who did that to her, I mean, I guess we can all learn just from her, you know? Just more people will like that towards people. That'd be interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that's... (laughs) I have a feeling we probably wouldn't have wars. I have a feeling we would all be a lot better off. Yeah. But, um... We'd have rainbows yeah. in the sky and flowers popping all over and everybody preaching love, <laughs> but that's not the way. That's not that's not the way we're built as human beings, I guess. Yeah. Are yeah. You, no, we're not. You and I can preach it until somebody cuts us off on the road. Then we have a problem. So. <laughs> oh, I have road rage beyond. I um, my goal is to live long enough where I can have road rage in a flying car. Oh my god. Yes, that, that would be. <laughs> that'd be some scary stuff. <laughs> oh my god! And, 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 uh, you know, but that's what I dream of. That's what I hope for. That, that's hilarious. Hey, Rebecca, let me ask you a question. You know, just I want to go yep. back to your career. Um, yeah. I, I love talking about Angel because I love that dog, but I want to get yes. to uh, your career. Now, you've yes. been on a lot of um, a lot of sitcoms. You know, uh-huh. you, you guess you guess start on King of Queens, Bernie Mac, Wayne Brady, and you've been in, in a number of movies. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious. I mean, how did it, how did you get on King of Queens? I want to hear that story because your character on that show, when you were going to beat the living <laughs> crap out of yeah. uh, <laughs> out of Kevin James, it was hilarious. That's why you're scared of me, right? Is that why you're scared of me? Oh, you're damn right. I saw- <laughs> <laughs> That is hilarious. People say that to me all the time, especially men. They're always like, "Oh my god, you look like a psycho." Um, well, I um I am uh, really good friends with uh, Gary Valentine, which is Kevin's Kevin James's brother in in real life. I've known their family for a lot of years since I first moved to LA. Twelve years, I've I've known the whole family, and um. Uh, you know, I'd known Kevin had been on the show had been going on forever. And one day I got a call that said, uh, Gary called me and was like, Hey, they're writing this, this role for this like crazy chick. And it's based on one of the writer's experience. At first it was supposed to be in a DMV. And what happened was this guy, Mike Socio, he was, he, he was the writer of the episode. He was at the DMV and some, some little tiny girl was behind him. And, and she goes, will you save my spot? And he was like, yeah, I'll save your spot. Well, then she came back and she, like, cut in front of him. And he was like, well, no, your spot is the one I saved, but it's behind me. Something like that. Right. And then she said to him, you want to go? And he was like, what? Like, I'm not going to hit you. Like, that's insane. She was like, I will kick your ass. Like, she got real crazy. <laughs> so at first the scene was supposed to be like that with Kevin. And then they, were, then, then they changed it where it was going to be this girl at a diner. And he goes up and gets the food or whatever. And so my friend, you know, Gary was like, you know, they, Kevin thought of you for it because, 
you know, he thinks you're a psycho. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> nice. awesome. Yeah, awesome. So, or, you know, he thinks I can play one. Or maybe he thinks I'm one, whatever. <laughs> so I was like, cool. And he goes, it's a big role. It's a, it's, it's a really great character. And, you know, it's basically the whole plot of, of that episode. And I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. So I still had to go audition. And then I had to be tested in front of, you know, the network. I had to read in front of the network and everything to be okayed. But, um, you know, it was just so easy for me. It was just so funny. And Kevin is so funny, like the way he responded to me. And um, actually in those scenes when I – there's this one point where I tell him I'm going to gut him like a deer. And we had to shoot that, I mean, at least a dozen times because he could not stop laughing. He, he could not handle it. And then um, – and then there's another part of the end toward the end of the episode. I'm pacing outside waiting for him. And I'm like peering in through the window outside of the restaurant. And he, um, him and, and Victor, who's awesome, who's also on the show, every time they had to turn to look at me, they just couldn't take it. They just started <laughs> laughing. We had to do that so many times. And I was like, oh my God, stop laughing. And they're like, you look ridiculous. I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, because the window was, like, so high, and it was only just, like, my neck up that you could see. It was pretty awesome. I loved that job. I mean, I've been so fortunate. I've gotten to do, you know, I, I love doing sitcoms. I've done tons of pilots, too. Pilots are really fun. It's a bummer when they don't go, of course, but, um, you know, I, I love it. I love being in front of the camera, and I, I love being on stage, and I also love writing, too, so... I'm definitely doing what I should be doing and, and hope that I can do it for the rest of my life. That'd well, be good. Well, you know you are going to do it for the rest of your life because you're, you're built for that. You're made for that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. It's, I, I have a pretty, I'm pretty lucky. I have a pretty cool job. It's, there's a lot that goes with it, but, um, but at the end of it all, it's pretty awesome to be able to be creative and, and um, you know, make people laugh and, you know, make a living at it. Great. No, well, so. that's, but you love what you do, and and I mean, this is something that has been inside of you probably since you're a little kid. Yeah, for sure. I mean, people are always like, "Well, well, how did you know that you were going to be a comedian?" It's like, well, um, let's say I quit growing in sixth grade, so that's my first clue. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you know, being from Kent, Washington, and being from the family I'm from course you're gonna you can't my family is outrageous you can't my dad lives in a double wide trailer now you can't not be a comedian and come from that <laughs> you, 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 you got you gotta laugh at yourself at some point don't you yeah you gotta have <laughs> some humor in life i mean that's what it's all about so yeah i'm really really lucky really lucky how did you get involved in dogs the pits uh, well, I've had, you know, pit bulls for, for years. I actually, I rescued uh, the ones that I had and, uh, okay. yeah, I gave them as good a home as I could, uh, cause one was abused and the other one was just roaming the streets and I took them in and actually, uh, uh, one of the ones that I saved, my brother was handicapped. So I actually mm -hmm. had him go with my, my older brother and then, mm -hmm. uh, he, that was his best buddy. And then uh, when uh, my my brother passed away, basically, you know, I brought both of them together. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, then I just hope I've always had, you know, just just knowing how the breed is and, mm -hmm. and, and how, I mean, affectionate they are. And then the, the bad rap they get out there, you know, I mm -hmm. any time I have an opportunity to do anything for the for the for these animals, I do it. And that's awesome. Yeah. That's why I said, with you, anything you need, you know, just it's about picking up a phone and saying, hey, Lou, well, I need yeah. your help. Yep, I'm there. <laughs> well, listen, the the, uh, the November 4th at the Hollywood Improv mm -hmm. is, you know, any sort of, the more people that know about it, the more people will come. Because we do a dog adoption from 4 to 7 before the show, so the, the rescues will bring um, pits. And, um and hopefully, you know, we can find them some homes. And, yeah, I mean, the more people that know about it. And if they can't make it to the show, or they can, you know, they can donate online and, you know, change some lives that way. So, mm. yeah, I'll definitely call on you. Yeah, I really let's, appreciate let's, what you're doing, too. No, no worries. Let's work it. Let's, let's get it done, you know. Uh, let's, let's get exposure for, for what you're doing uh, with, uh, with the pit bulls. Um, you know, basically, 
these these dogs need as much um, help that they can get because again it goes with the bad rap, you know. And then what, yeah. what these you know these people do and they you know with the dog fighting and all that stuff. Um, I mean, just imagine taking your kids, throwing them in a in a cage, and watching them you know maul each other. Each other that that doesn't work. There's something wrong yeah. with that. You know, this is not uh, the Roman Empire. <laughs> There's something wrong yeah, with that. Yeah, it's like, I, I, think, yeah, I, think, I think what we can do in 2012, what people should be focusing on is getting jobs and working in this free world that we live in. But we live in the United States of America and not building rings and morbidly fighting animals to the death to yeah. win money in a kitty. It's absolutely outrageous. Yeah, it, it is. It is, you know, and we, we can only do what we can do, you know, same way. Yeah. Um, I, I do a charity uh, for uh, to bring awareness to child trafficking. You know, you can't mm-hmm. you can't prevent it. But all we can do is bring awareness to it. Yeah. You know, yep. so. that's all we can do. And I, that's, that's going to be, you know, I'm I'm we'll do that as long as I as long as I'm breathing, I will continuously bring awareness to the ethical treatment of all animals mm-hmm. and, you know, my heart going out specifically to pits, too, yeah. since they're the ones that are being targeted so, so crazily, you know, mm-hmm. like they're being banned everywhere. It's like, oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it is, you know, but uh, look, so. you know, I'm, I'm by your side with all that stuff, you know, so, uh, yeah, so let's rock and roll and get that stuff together. Now, Rebecca, what, what, do you, what else do you have going on now? Um, because I want people to follow you, follow you on Twitter, Facebook, follow you anywhere, because your career is, you know, you have a dense career. Not, not mm-hmm. that, not, not that you're dense, but you have a, <laughs> <laughs> but you have. A, I was like, wait, what? Wait. What? No. Um. Yeah. No. Do have them follow me. Um. I'm. I. I love picking fights with Yoko Ono on Twitter. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um. And. Uh, I'm always touring. Um, I'm always doing shows so they can check me out in their city, come to one of my live shows and hit me up and tell me they're coming and I'd love to meet them. And um, they can always, you know, watch for when I my album is coming out and how they can get that. They can also, by following me or friend requesting me on Facebook, they can, you know, see when I'm doing any charity events for animals um, or pits. And come to that and support in any way. And, uh, and yeah, like I just shot a thing for BH1, you know, the 100 Sexiest Artists or whatever, did all that comment, you know, the Talking Head show. Yeah. And uh, that'll start airing in about a month. And, you know, I always, I always update everyone when, you know, stuff I'm doing is, you know, happening. So plus all my, my podcasts, too, they can listen to Two Manly Ladies and check out the animated um the animations of it and is there um, a website like I, for that it is it's swirlaroo.com uh, who to what it's a, <laughs> swirla swirlaroo it's s-w-i-r-l-a-w-o-o.com swirlaroo swirlaroo.com you got to check that yeah. out and and see your animated uh you know series uh, that'll pop up yeah, point. yeah, and uh, we're working on a lot more. I think right now we have four episodes up there, and two or three are animated. We have teasers animated. It's just really fun, and um, we're working on developing that with a production company right now to take out to hopefully be on Adult Swim or Comedy Central. That's what our goal is. But they can listen to the, po- the full one-hour podcasts, which are absolutely hilarious. We talk about... <laughs> A lot of things ladies probably shouldn't talk about, but it's really fun. <laughs> well, you, well, then that that's why they should be listening. Maybe they won't talk about it, but they'll listen. <laughs> yeah, they will. <laughs> and even if they act like they don't relate, they will. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll go in the bathroom and chuckle. I I, I know I know yeah. how they, I know how it goes. <laughs> and, yeah, absolutely. So have them. Yeah, follow me. I would yeah. love it. Yeah, follow you. Got, you got, they got to follow you on Twitter, Rebecca Corey. That's that little asterisk, that little A thing, at, at Rebecca Corey uh, on Twitter. Follow her and find out what she's doing, what's going on, the whole nine yards. You know, and you have an event uh, this weekend, was it? Yeah, it's this weekend at the John Lovitz Comedy Club at Universal City Walk, and uh, it's at eight o'clock. And Kyle Dunnigan is opening for me. 
he's a very funny comic too and I'm doing an hour and it's to celebrate my record release and uh, that's at yeah, Universal City Walk and Universal Studios so um, that's really fun you can go to johnlovitz.com to get tickets okay. and uh, yeah at, at Facebook it's Rebecca Corey there's a fan page and then there's my regular one and you know click on both of them I'll probably accept your friendship unless you're holding a dead animal in your profile picture. That's where I draw the line. Yeah, you have to draw the line somewhere. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I had a guy friend request me who was holding a dead deer, and I was like, no. No. Uh, And then then, um, at Twitter, it's the Rebecca Corey. Oh, the the Rebecca Corey, see? The, yes, the Rebecca Corey. Why don't you you correct me? My God, you're sleeping on a job. Because you did say the... You said V, but you said it. You said it like kind of quiet, but you did oh. say it. Did I say it? Yeah, yeah. Right, you I, did. Because I, I, I get, I get blonde moments, but I'm not blonde at all. <laughs> no, I can tell you're not blonde. But no, you said V, but you said it real fast and kind of quiet. So I just wanted to reiterate. No, it's it was, it was the Rebecca Corey, the the v. Rebecca Corey, and then you have your yeah. you have your website, which is RebeccaCorey.com. Yeah, I got that right. No, my, that's right, you did. And my last name is spelled C O R R Y. Oh, they C-O. know. They know that. Oh, they better know. They, they that, better. I mean, well, people. people people aren't sleeping on the job. They know who you are. They know how you roll. They know everything about you. That, right. Right. That's it. <laughs> that's that's the way it goes. <laughs> that's the way it goes. Okay. And then now your uh, now your your record's gonna uh, you're gonna have uh, promotion on your. Uh, on your website, or how can they find out when it's going to be released and stuff? Well, I will definitely put the release date. It's May 29th, but I'm gonna I will put that up on my um, my website and uh, also on Facebook, and I'll tweet it as well. And they can go to, like I said, um, any Amazon or iTunes. Mm-hmm. They can um, they can download the whole album. So, and if they if they don't want to download it and they want to buy a hard copy of it, it's going to be available in Best Buy and a couple other stores. I'm not sure which ones yet at the end of the summer. That, but I'll always be updating. And we still have stores? I thought everything was going online. We, <laughs> yeah, we actually do have stores. I know, it's so crazy. It's like I, I asked my uh, record label, I was like, really, do they still put CDs in stores? That's so crazy. And he was like, actually, they do, yeah. Some people still do it old school, so there you have it. Yeah, well, there you go. So you're you're all over the place. You are an international phenomenon. An international phenomenon. Mm. Well, I don't know, but an angel says hi to everyone, and no, whoever. Oh, here she comes. She bring me say her name. You got to bring her. There she is. Where is yeah, Angel? Anna. Angel, do you want to say hi? Gotta say hello. Angel, say hi. Do you want to say hi? Oh yeah, now she's quiet. Nice. <laughs> now she's she's like, no, you've been ignoring me. Yeah, um, oh my no, god. <laughs> you gotta see the pictures of her on Facebook and I tweet pictures of her and stuff too when we're on the road. She's so funny. So yeah. Find me, people. Yeah, for sure. And when are you gonna be on the East Coast? Are you are you gonna make any appearances on the East Coast? I only have as of right now I'm doing a theater in Deland, Florida. Um, but nothing in New York. Nothing in New York as of right. I'm doing the Athens Theater on June 23rd. That's also on my website. But um, no, and everyone keeps asking me that. But it, it, it will change. Next year I'll be out there and get some dates. But I'm yeah, well, I, I pretty think, much. I think the club owners have to kind of tap you to bring you in because you'd pack the house without a doubt. Oh, it'd be really fun. Yeah, I, I, I love the East Coast. I love the New Yorkers. I love I love all the East Coasters. So yeah, it would it would be great. I'll try to get some dates out there. You gotta gotta and make I'll it happen. I'll let you know when that happens. I will for sure. Gotta make it happen. All right. Any last words, Rebecca? Just spay and neuter and love pibbles as much as you possibly can. That's it. All Support right. them. Excellent, excellent. Look, it was great having you on the show. I I, I had a lot of fun. And uh, I want to I, I want to bring you back on, you know, maybe uh, once you have other stuff going on, so we can talk about it and just have uh, a lot of fun as we do, and uh, yeah. yeah, and just let people know what's going on because I, I I mean I can you and I can stay on on the show forever and we won't get bored, uh-huh. you know, but right. we, but we don't have forever, so we're gonna have to have another segment, I think. <laughs> 
That's great. You let me know when, and I would be more than happy to, my you, friend. You got it, Rebecca. You you enjoy and tell Angel, you know, uh, well, she she got quiet, that dog. I, I was hoping she was yeah, going to say she, something. <laughs> no, she got mad, so she's she's done now. She's she's giving me a filthy look. She wants to go on a walk, so I'm going to do that for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, But she sends her love. Know yeah, that. Yeah, and get, let me know when this airs or a link or whatever you got for me, and I'll send it out. No doubt about it. Give Angel a hug, and I'll speak to you soon. Enjoy your walk. Awesome. Thank you so much. You got it. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.